Welcome everybody to another episode of the Sports Ethos Bears podcast, baby. And the excitement is finally here and the season is just around the corner. Finally, we have more football going on and training camp is finally here. And the Bears started off right away by signing an extension with one of their offensive weapons who continues to improve every year. Every year, uh, Tight end Cole Komet, Ryan Pose went ahead and spoke on uh, Cole Komet's contract and just kind of what he sees out of Cole Komet, that professionalism. Uh, he feels he embodies the, the Bears uh, with his hard work, his dedication, his toughness. And he feels like this extension shows a good message out there to the other guys. It's going to get them fired up. This is Ryan Poe's first extension. So they believe uh, that they can possibly be the next one. Uh, Komet's contract breaks down as a four-year, $50 million contract with 32.8 of that being guaranteed. It is a front-loaded contract, so it's going to look better for the Bears as the years continue. And you got to look at it this way. Komet is only 24 years old. He continues to grow. Last year, he racked in 544 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, coming into next season, we can possibly see that jump up to 600, 700 yards. If he is five-plus touchdowns, that is a great season. Uh, you have to remember there's not a lot of tight ends out there doing major things when it comes to uh, the past game, there are the Travis Kelseys out there. Uh, they are in rare form. Uh, but I, I think he brings a lot more to this Bears offense than just catching. He is an excellent run blocker for this team that is pretty run heavy, at least last season. So uh, my expectations for him is to go ahead and exceed even 700-plus yards. He is an amazing uh pass catcher and with having a lot more weapons around him, I mean, there's not going to be just an eye on what Cole Komet is doing. It's going to allow him to free up a lot more. So on the first day of training camp, Ryan Pose did go out and speak with ESPN uh, 1000 Waddle and Sylvie. And, and here are some of my biggest takeaways from that. Uh, Ryan Pose is excited about training camp because it's going to allow him to see that development uh, of those guys that he went ahead and drafted last year uh, and, and just how seeing that whole outcome of the roster come together. Last year was pretty much a throwaway year. They had to transition with a lot of the players, had to kind of make this roster more of an Eberflus roster, 4-3 uh, defense. They went away from that 3-4 look. So he is... Also talking about, in that interview, about the importance of having consistency and discipline throughout the organization. Uh, you, you are looked at and always being watched as a leader, uh, and he just wants to continue to do these things and do them the right way. He did learn under uh, one of the best in Bill Polian. The other thing he's looking to see out of training camp, training camp is uh, fields improving on being just more efficient, getting the ball out of his hands quicker, and, and during those two-minute drills, he wants to see Justin Fields getting it to guys without overthinking it, just throwing the ball. Uh, they asked about the trade for Chase Claypool, and he did go ahead and say 
he is very still high on Chase Claypool. Uh, he feels the same way he did when he traded for him. Uh, and, and everyone can only hope that uh, Claypool comes out and has an amazing season or have one of those seasons that he did even just his first season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but if Claypool doesn't have 900-plus yards this season, it's not going to look great uh, because that second-round pick did become the last pick in the first round. So it was a big price tag to pay for Chase Claypool, who at this moment has been thought of as the third wide receiver behind uh, Darnell Mooney. But in my opinion, I think Claypool is still the number two guy, and Mooney is going to be slotted as that third receiver. Um, the other thing that he spoke about was just Tyreek Stevenson starting training camp on the outside and how Kyler Gordon is going to be the nickelback as of right now. Uh, but I, I want to go ahead and just jump into it because it's already come and it's already started. Let's go into training camp. It's the Deep So day one is in the books. Uh, Justin Fields came out very hot, getting the ball to everyone. DJ Moore and Justin Fields' connection is still on fire. They continue to make plays. Uh, and, the, and the play of the day on day one was between number one, Justin Fields, and number two, DJ Moore, uh, where Moore went ahead and beat rookie cornerback Stevenson down the right sideline and brought in the touchdown on a beautiful back shoulder throw by Fields. And Claypool was on the scene as well. He had a touchdown catch himself. Uh, it's very good news for the organization. After not seeing a lot between Claypool and Fields uh, last year, this is excellent news for this offense. So besides just the skill players on the offense, the offensive line looked very solid. Uh, looked like there wasn't a lot of mental mistakes happening, a lot of flags being thrown, uh, because that was the expectation of last year. A lot of mistakes, and hopefully this season is going to be a lot different. The other nice thing to see on day one is Darnell Mooney and Jack Sanborn were out there. They were on the field. They were getting some work in. Yes, they both did have limited uh, participation, but any participation at this point is better than none since they went ahead and missed uh, what seemed like all of OTAs and minicamp. So uh, the other guy that was getting a lot of look at uh, on day one uh, was Valus Jones Jr. He was very consistent because uh, last year he did end up losing that spot as a punt returner. Uh, he did have continuous turnovers and he just did not look good at all. Uh, he looked lost every time he was on the field. So he's going to need to have a strong camp, in my opinion, to go ahead and make this roster. Uh, and with this right wide receiver room being just stacked and there being so much more talent than last season, uh, it's going to be a hard spot to earn. I, I think he's going to have to come out and get that spot through special teams. Uh, and Iberflus even spoke on Bayless Jones Jr. and talked about him more so as a punt returner first, uh, gadget play guy secondly, and then him lining up as a receiver was pretty much last on the list. Again, you can't blame Matt Eberflus. There is so many much, uh, so much more talent on that offensive side of the ball than there ever was last season. Uh, day day one also did see the growth of one of the veterans, and and the growth more so of his leadership. For this Bears locker room, uh, he, he's ready. He's, he's ready to see the change. He's ready to have success. He's tired of losing. Uh, so 
what I want to do is I want to wrap up day one with one of the things that I believe is going to make that Chicago Bears offense a lot more scary next year. And that's just the many different sets that they did line up uh, with on day one. That addition of tight end uh, Robert Tunyon, who was a guy who played on a Luke Getze uh, offense. Uh, he, he understands what's asked of him, and he's going to take a lot of pressure off of Cole Komet. So Robert Tunyon's going to add another tight end who's going to be able to run routes. He's going to be able to play as a receiver, and it's just a huge upgrade to that tight end room because uh, last year it was Komet or nothing, and with Komet now and uh, Robert Tunyon and all these wide receivers, the Bears are just going to be able to cause a lot more confusion, uh, change up the looks a lot more now that they have guys who are a lot more reliable reliable and understanding of their place on this offense. So my feelings of day one uh, training camp is we can't really overestimate any of what happened. Right, a lot of these guys did show a lot of promise, and hopefully they continue that into preseason. But until the pads are on, we are not going to know what this offensive line looks like at all. And um, without that super big amount of physicality, uh, it's going to be hard to judge some of these guys. But it is great to see that a lot of them are having uh, big days and are showing uh, reason that uh, Ryan Poles did bring them to this team. So. Day two has come and gone as well. So day two of training camp saw more of that DJ Moore and Justin Fields connection. It was not as smooth as day one. There was a lot more drops, a lot more penalties uh, in store for day two. But again, it has to be expected. When day one was almost flawless, uh, day two was going to have some bumps in the road. It looks like Luke Getze is not that worrisome about that. Uh, but the biggest news out of day two is guy that I keep hearing about, the guy that people have been asking me about, and that's Tyler Scott coming out and showing why he deserves playing time this season. He did catch two deep ball touchdowns, and they were not from just Justin Fields. One was Fields. The other was P.J. Walker. Uh, so it's exciting to see uh, young Tyler Scott, and there's a big likelihood to me that he's going to be that fourth wide receiver on the depth chart. Um it's just that ability he has to be moved all over the field. It just seems like he has that, comfortabil that comfortability, and it's just that ease when they just play somewhere everywhere on the field, outside, inside, doesn't matter. He has big play potential, uh, but he does have a major deterrent in his way, and uh, Aquinas St. Brown, who is out there also making plays on day two. So it is a great big issue for the Bears to have is where they have – so many guys coming into this offseason on fire, uh, looking to make plays, and, and they're all getting that name thrown out there. Uh, so in my opinion, the Bears are going to have six wide receivers on this roster when that season starts, and it's going to be DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, St. Brown, Scott, and Bayless Jones Jr. I, I just think Pettis is going to be that odd man out. Was he possibly the best receiver on the team last season? Yes, does not say much. The team only won three games, so it does not matter who was their best player last season because last season was in the past, and they are moving forward with a lot of these guys that they 
bring into the building. And that is going to be, again, uh, Mooney was already here, but more Claypool, Scott and Bayless Jones Jr. are all new regime guys. And St. Brown kind of was as well because they signed him from free agency and he was a guy who played in Green Bay. Uh, so another connection there with Luke Getze, I think, puts him over the top for uh, getting there over Pettis, and he's a great run blocker. So these things uh, in, in place, I think those are the six guys who come in starting the season. Uh, but uh, day two did see a good amount of miscommunication, um, which it happened a lot through two of the big-name receivers on the roster in Darnell Mooney and Claypool. They did have some nice plays happen, but they also had balls dropped, balls bobbled, and again, apparent miscommunications between them and Fields. But we have to remember, both these guys are coming off of injuries. Uh, both of them missed most of OTAs, most of minicamp. So there's going to be that uh, time needed to go ahead and shake off the rust. Uh, but hopefully by that first preseason game, the chemistry is going to be at that high level between Justin Fields and all these receivers. So the good thing is that when things don't work, Justin Fields will have that number one receiver who can uh, go out there and get it. He can feel like he can rely on DJ Moore. He can go ahead and just throw it up and feel that Moore will be there and have a shot to make something big happen for this Bears team. So that was a big part of what he was missing last year. He did not have that guy where he just felt like, hey, if I throw it up there, I have all the faith in the world that it's going to potentially be a big play for this team. Um, so with that all said, the other fun thing, that we heard about in day two of camp is that guys on both sides of the line, uh, of both sides of the line, are getting pretty into that competitive spirit. Uh, Justin Jones out there, uh, continuing showing all the fire he has. He's bringing to the field. He's getting into the face of Cody Cody Whitehair. Uh, he's just ramping things up with all of his passion. Uh, the other guy that is on that line who's getting big praise after. Uh, these two days is Demarcus Walker, uh, and and they just talk about how strong he's coming in during drills, uh, team practice, how he's coming out being a leader for this team, which is a big thing that they didn't have last season. Uh, so it's going to be very fun to see the pads come on for that offensive and defensive line because things are going to get uh, to the next level, I think, when, when they can get physical uh, since they already are getting into each other's face and we're not there yet. Uh, but it does look like Demarcus Walker is going to be that leader who's going to hype up his teammates throughout camp. And he even talked about in a couple interviews that he, that's what he's looking forward to do is being that guy who, who brings that fire and passion to this defense. Uh, rookie Tyreek Stevenson on day two. Uh, he did have a solid day through training camp. Uh, but we have to remember he's going against one of the best receivers on our team and DJ Moore, and they just threw him right in the fire. They're like, here you go. We're going to show you what it's like. You're going to be on a fast-paced learning curve because you have to be ready to play alongside of Jalen Johnson, I mean Jalen Johnson, uh, and, and put him against a great receiver like Moore is going to help him get even better because he's going to be able to see uh, how some of the best wide receivers in the league are doing it, and he's going to be able to just use those instincts to – just be right on that hip and hopefully make plays. That other guy that I talked about already, edge rusher uh, Demarcus Walker, we're going to talk about the spot opposite of him. 
uh, looks to be ramping up and uh, big things are coming and being talked about with Terrell Lewis. It just sounds like he's putting on a show out there. Uh, it seems like he's popping off all through training camp. All through training camp, his name is continued uh, to be talked about. I'm talking about him going uh, off crazy against uh, Darnell Wright. And I, I love, again, the intensity coming from the offensive and defensive line. But it's going to be hard for me to really look at this and be like, hey, this is exactly what's going to happen throughout the season because these guys have not uh, been as physical as they will be when the pads come on. Uh, for, for Terrell Lewis, it's amazing, though, because we have to look at it through how he looked uh, even when he was drafted. Uh, I mean, the draft overview, they really talked about just that lack of durability he had. He was hurt a lot through college. Um, and, and just him filling out. Uh, he has a very long athletic build uh, coming out in the draft. Uh, and it looks like these these couple years being in the NFL with these strength and conditioning coaches might finally have paid off. So coming into the draft, Terrell uh, Lewis was... Uh, talked about having that build of a strong safety uh, more than an edge rusher. But now that the 2023 season's here, he was on the Bears um, practice squad last season before being caught up for a couple games. But they did go ahead and do a whole position change during that time for him. He went from outside linebacker to defensive end. Uh, and just might finally be what a young guy like Terrell Lewis needed. He needed to come somewhere where they believe in him. He needs to come somewhere where they're saying, hey, let's put you on the edge. Maybe this will be what you need to do. And right now he is causing chaos throughout camp. So maybe it was the right moves. And maybe it's going to be exactly what this team needs. And this is why they are not out here signing a defensive end at this point. So they, again, want to see what these young players can bring to the table uh, as the preseason is coming right around the corner. Uh, that concludes day two. So day three, also in the books. And Tyler Scott uh, was still out there looking sharp. He did go ahead and ran a beautiful route. It looks like he dropped the ball. Uh, but he's still showing off that speed, uh, that fluidity within the offense uh, off, offense so far. Uh, even though day three of camp was a lot more dialed down uh, than just the first two days. And, and that major reason being just uh, that heat bearing down. They did go into full speed for a short period of time. Um, but again, the heat hitting the Chicago line area right now is pretty unbearable. There's a crazy amount of humidity. They don't want to see any of these guys get dehydrated and carted off the field uh, right before uh, these preseason games come along. They, they they really need to see what they have here in this team. And again, these position battles are very important. And there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out uh, when that first preseason game comes around. But news out of day three, when it comes to field... Uh, <laughs> It just he just seems like he's just hot again. He started out the day uh, again hot, um, but him and DJ Moore are just continuing to build, 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 and that connection is looking even better. Uh, they're getting very comfortable together, and it just seems like he's just finally feels like he has someone he can truly a hundred percent trust, and feels like he he came out of Ohio State where he had so much talent. And comes into the NFL to a team with almost no real talent around him. So it's a big 
a big change in culture, a big change in just what he'll have around him. And now he's finally got that back this year with DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool out there being uh, legitimate wide receivers you can trust in. Uh, but again, I, I, I don't want this to just jump off the rails. Again, it could be a hype train. Uh, but if the pads do come on and, and this thing is moving a lot faster and the connection's still just there, it's going to be a very big season for Justin Fields, who been just putting the clinic on when training camp is on right now. Uh, and one of the other weapons in Fields' arsenal is, is also coming out looking good so far, and that's Claypool. Uh, he just looks sharp, breaking off all these routes, especially when it comes to that comeback route. And you can see right here why his big frame is so important uh, for Justin Fields and this Bears team. It just makes him an excellent target on these routes. Uh, there's been a lot of high praise, too, in cornerback Kyler Gordon. So after day three of training camp, it looks like he's solidified his spot right now as the nickelback. The coaches all do love his instincts. And defensive coordinator Alan Williams came out and told everybody that the guys already gave him the nickname Spider-Man. He just seems to always be suddenly in a position to make a play. So the Chicago Bears can apply more pressure on the quarterback than Kyler Gordon and these other cornerbacks are going to go ahead and have a big season. Uh, it, it does seem like uh, a bit early as well for another guy, but it looks like Khalil Herbert on day three is looking to be slotted as the team's uh, primary running back. He did take the majority of those snaps with the first team. He did show off that burst. The other big, big surprise when it came to the running backs was the lack of plays uh, for rookie Roshan Johnson. He seems to be way behind both Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert. It's just, all, it's just only day three. So again, things are going to be able to change in a hurry once the teams get closer to their first preseason game. Uh, but so far, the offense looks way ahead of schedule, which is amazing uh, for this team, especially uh, that being so lackluster last season until after the Patriots game. Um, but it looks like they're ready to make a giant splash this season. And even though the offense is mostly the talk of training camp so far, the play of the day on day three is going to go to the defense. And it was no, nobody and no other than newcomer TJ Edwards. Edwards went out. He made a one-handed interception. He did go ahead and take it all the way the other way. If this was a game, uh, that would have been a pick six. And again, my my bold prediction after OTAs is TJ Edwards being the best player on the Chicago Bears defense. And if he continues to make plays like that, he's going to be proving me right. He's going to be proving uh, this team correct for uh, taking that shot on him and bringing him back home where he can play for the Chicago Bears. Uh, so there was one funny story to actually come out of uh, day three, and, and it had to do with the rookie Darnell Wright. He uh, lost 16 pounds. They said he crushed his conditioning test before camp, um, but he went out and followed the wrong conditioning test. He uh, took the conditioning tests of the wideouts instead of the offensive line, and, and luckily for him, even conditioning this way, uh, he did not lose any muscle mass, just those 16 pounds, and he's out here feeling quicker and more powerful coming into the first season uh, in the NFL. So big news there for a rookie, a right tackle. <laughs> kind of funny that 
he went out here and he has that crazy athleticism to allow him to train like a wide receiver. Uh, but let's get into it. It's that Victory formation. So with three days in the book, let's talk more in depth about some of the guys who are standing out so far in camp. The first guy on my list of standouts is going to be, you should already know this, rookie wideout Tyler Scott. Uh, he's just been showing off his impressive speed. It looks like the team is looking at Tyler Scott Again, as a legitimate wideout, they're not just looking at him as another special teams guy or gadget guy the way they are with Valus Jones Jr. Uh, and, and let's break down kind of what Tyler Scott was looked at from his NFL combine grading. Uh, he was looked at to be a starter in the league. He is a guy who looks like a steal for the Bears since he was projected as a second or third round guy. And then NFL analyst Lance Zierlein uh, went ahead and compared him to a former Colts wide receiver, and that receiver was T.Y. Hilton. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was a four-time pro bowler. He led the NFL in receiving in 2016. Uh, and, and the crazy thing about Tyler Scott, uh, he did have 14 touchdowns in his college career. Out of those 14 touchdowns, 10 of those plays were... 30-plus yards, uh, so he is a big-play guy. So one of Tyler Scott's other strengths is that fluidity in his movements, and again, he showed this off with his route running so far in mini, in mini and training camp. Uh, Tyler Scott was on an interview, and he did go ahead and say that he thinks that one of the biggest things he can go ahead and show the coaches outside of his speed is just that mentality, the way he's going to come in, the way he's going to approach different things, different adjustments from play to play. Uh, so for me, I, I just think Tyler Scott's going to be that viable weapon that Justin Fields needs for this big arm that he does have. Uh, last year, there was a lot of plays where Justin Fields was throwing the ball and he just overshot a lot of these receivers. I think Scott is going to be just one of those guys who can go out there, get under that ball. He has that amazing track speed. And that's going to actually make it a lot of fun for the Bears offense. I feel like anytime that he's going to be on the field, the defenses are going to be very aware. Uh, he's going to have that ability to take off the top of the defense anytime. And what's going to happen, he's going to allow a lot of the other teammates of his on the field to get open underneath. Uh, so it's going to be huge for this Bears team uh, coming in and hopefully helping Justin Fields get to the marks he wants to get to. Uh, so the next standout in camp is going to be the guy throwing the ball to Tyler Scott, and that is Justin Fields. Everything coming out of camp right now is all positive of Fields. Uh, it looks like he's spraying the ball everywhere. He's not just targeting on one guy. Him and DJ Moore, that connection growing and growing every day. And again, we can't help but notice that guys like Claypool are also getting recognized because Fields is throwing them the ball and throwing darts to him. Justin Fields came out. He said, hey, I'm looking to have a giant season. I'm looking to throw 4,000 plus yards. He's got big goals. He's not looking to have anything less than 4,000 plus yards passing. Uh, and again, with him not locking on just to one guy and DJ Moore, I think this goal is going to be super attainable for Fields. He's going to be looking to make that third-year leap, just like the other very successful successful quarterbacks in Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. I, I just think he can make that leap. So before training camp, Justin Fields did go ahead and he talked to the media, and he was just talking about 
not just getting better himself, but also coming in and making the guys around him better as well. Uh, he thinks that Chase Claypool looked very good before his knee started bothering him this offseason. And just feels like uh, right now that Claypool has a better understanding of the offense, so it's going to make things a lot easier for them as well. And they're just going to come out and look a lot better. Uh, and, and for me personally, uh, Fields is going to have to come out the gate this season with big passing games. Anything where he throws under 200 yards or less a game, uh, it's just going to be looked at by the organization as not enough. He has the abundance of talents right now around him. So I think Justin Fields has plenty of doubters. Uh, but to be honest, I'm truly optimistic when it comes to what he's going to bring to this Bears offense. I, I just think the defenses are going to have such a tough time game planning for him. Uh, just the ability that he's going to have to just extend plays with his legs, just to be able to run out of the pocket and get a big 30, 40 yard gain. Um, but also, like I said, getting out of that pocket and not just taking off for the run, but being able to trust in those wide receivers and not be hesitant on pulling uh, off a big throw and just getting that ball off and extending that play and getting it to one of his receivers. Uh, it's going to be a remarkable season if he can come out and uh, do exactly how he's been doing right now in training camp. And if that is to be seen, it's going to be big time for Justin Fields. And he's going to be uh, looking like, uh, you know, MVP candidate again. You know, he got one vote. Maybe he'll get a lot more this year. Uh, the last standout I do want to talk about is a guy, again, who I believe is going to make me eat my words, and that's going to be running back Khalil Herbert. Uh, coming into OTA's minicamp, I thought maybe with the additions of Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman that Khalil Herbert was going to probably be back on that back burner. Um, but right now, Herbert's coming to camp. He just has all the confidence. Everything he said has been consistent with all the reps he's receiving. He's going to be that bear starting running back. The team... Loves that he has that extra gear, that he can create explosive plays for this offense. And again, even with just receiving only around 40% of the touches last season, he was still able to garner 732 yards on 129 carries. Uh, imagine if that number gets bumped up to 205 carries this year, and he does continue to produce around 5.5 yards per carry. Uh, we're going to see him rush for over 1,100 yards this season. And go ahead, add 300 more receiving yards, and boom, Khalil Herbert's going to be right there in the talks for most improved player this year. And Khalil Herbert went from being drafted late and then being called a nothing more than a depth pick for the, for the Bears. And, and now look at potentially starting running back just two years later. So the, the league moves fast and you just got to prove yourself. And it looks like right now with his effectiveness last year with Justin Fields, it just looks like Luke Getze and the other coaches have seen enough of what Khalil Herbert brings to the table. And it just may be enough and looks like they may already have their decision on who's going to be starting uh, this 2023 season as the running back. Well, I do want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Ethos Bears podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it is called now at Ethos Bears. You guys take care. Enjoy your day.